take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! oh he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hello, hackers. Welcome to episode 57 of the Fairway Finders podcast. It is great to see you, and hopefully it is great for you to hear us again. It's just a pair of us this week. It's just myself and Steve. Brew's got some personal commitments. He's busy uh, having some fun, so we gave him a week off. Um, Steve, what's going on, my man? How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right, Donnie. I'm, I'm currently, currently gripped by the coronavirus. Um, so struggling a little bit this week. So thankfully, I'm sure many out there, you won't hear too much of me today. Sounds um, like you've, uh, you've taken a couple of penalty strokes. Tough, tough couple of days. Tough, tough couple of days, yeah. Been uh, a lot of sleeping, not much else. Um, just hit me like a train the last two days. So thankfully, thankfully coming out the other side of it. But uh, look, the, the show must go on. So we have to we have to get something out for the big the big Canadian Open. We got to give the people what they want. Yeah, listen, I, I had it back in February. I'm sure most of our listeners probably had it or know someone's had it. It does can whack you for a day. It definitely whacked me for a day or two, but you're, you'll are you be out the other side pretty soon. Um, I hope so. Do you know what, Donnie? It's, it's whacked me harder than um the live golf announcement is whacking the world of golf. Oh, last day yeah. or so. So for our listeners, um, we are recording this literally the second press conference that has uh, Kevin Na, Taylor Gooch, a few others, is 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 actually happening right now when we're recording this. So we've heard a little bit from DJ and GMAC, and obviously this is like the biggest, one of the biggest golf stories in years, and it, it's it's transformative to the game. There's a huge amount to talk through. There's a huge amount of opinions to give. There's a huge amount of conversation to happen, and we want to do that, but we want to give it justice. So... This is going to be, we're going to focus on the Canadian Open. We're going to have a look at the uh, Scandinavian mix really quickly as well. Um, and we're going to wait until the dust settles because I think DJ announcing that he's just resigned from the PGA Tour, like this is all breaking news. We need to digest it. Um, we're going to come back and do a live golf special because, I mean, as as golf podcast hosts, it's our duty to to talk about these things. Um, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that uh, my own uh, opinion on this is extremely strong. And the last thing I actually want to do is give it any airtime, but it is a transformative um, moment in golf. So we'll do that later in the week. Um, we'll let you know when that drops. But for this episode, if you're keen on the Canadian Open, we've got a seriously good field. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, we can talk a little bit about last week as well. So obviously we were at Jack's place last week at Memorial. Billy Ho um, seemed to torch everyone and just pull clear over the weekend and no one was getting near him. Yeah, he was he was just in sauce control, I think, from um, from from an early stage. He never really looked like letting go. Uh, he had some pressure applied to him by by his playing partner on Sunday, um, Luke List, who, who at times closed the gap to a few shots. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the horse will never never look like slipping up. His his swing is just so repetitive, so solid. I'm surprised that he doesn't he doesn't win more often. But when he does win, he tends to win the, the big events. Um, as as I know, you were on him last year when he won in um, was it Wentworth 
He yeah, won. he won. He won the European Tour flagship event uh, last year when I had him. That that's his seventh PGA Tour win, and then I, I don't know if that makes it eight worldwide. Or, but sometimes when you watch him, it does look like nothing could ever go wrong because yeah. he's, like he's he's uh, he's very robotic. He's not he's not exactly a joy to watch, even though as a as a dude I kind of like him. Um, I kind of like a few stories that I've heard about him, but he's really mechanical, really methodical, and when he's honest. He just doesn't miss, and yep. everything clicks. And now, so I mean, I didn't watch. I couldn't see any of it. I was actually at Primavera in Barcelona all weekend, so I was up to like absolute no good and very much extreme misbehavior. Um, but the only thing, the only thing I saw was, uh, so one of my picks last week of the three, I think I had was Max Homa. So Max Homa broke a PGA Tour record in the weekend. He was the first player in PGA Tour recorded history to have less than 100 putts in the 72-hole competition, which is just nuts. So I think there have been four guys who've done done 100, like Ernie Els, one of them. Can't remember who else was, unless you do. I don't. uh, Off the top of my head now, head's a little bit scrambled right now as well, so I wouldn't... Crazy. So it was only to finish... Uh, T5 in the end as well so he mustn't have had a, like that good a week or he must have missed a lot of greens and, and made a lot of up and downs uh, yeah but it's it's a tough track isn't it Memorial it's not um not a place for the faint heart and it's, it's good to see like ho- like this home and the Sandbirds who are two um two players coming into US Open and then obviously the, the Open itself they're they're going to be worth keeping an eye on both playing well at the moment and yeah and um, both looking to get that first major I love the look of Aaron Wise for Brookline. I think I'm going to have to back him. So really? He, yeah, he was third on approach at Memorial. He was 16th green. He obviously finished second for back of Horschel. I really rate him. He sends it a long way, which you're going to need at the US Open. And the other parts of his game are really improving. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'll right now like bookmark Aaron Wise that he's probably going to be a pick for me next week. Um, nice place on that too. I'm just having a quick look. So... Homer had only 99 putts, right? Where do you think he ranked strokes gained putting? Like, obviously, it's not bad. but It, well, it, might... should, be, it should be first. It should be first. It's not. Tenth. How? So, how, strokes, how all these strokes gained and putting work is that they're looking at proximity to hole and they're looking like, it's almost like XG in, in football or soccer, if, if I have to say that word. Uh, so, they're more looking at strokes, like guys making 30 footers where your percentage is, is if your percentage is 4%, well, uh, then you're gaining 0.96 of a shot on the field because the average of making that put would be 4%. So right. because Homo was only 10th, it's because he made a lot of high percentage puts as opposed to, so who led the field this week in putting? Jesus, I don't know. It's whoever it is, they're way down. Bo Hostler was second and he finished tied 32nd. Victor Hovland was fourth in strokes game putting, and he finished tied fifty first. Jesus, crazy! Um, God, Victor. I just coincidentally, by the way, Victor Hovland was my guy that I picked at the start of the year for the U.S. Open. Yeah, his stats last week were dreadful: seventieth around the greens, fifty third on approach, thirty sixth off the tee, sixty seventh tee to green. That is not Victor Hovland. No. With it, with with his uh, average short game, he needs to. If he's going to be contending, he has to be top ten tee to green, without yeah. doubt, and have a good potting week as well. So, yeah. um, yeah, he's gone a little bit off the boil. I think Havland the last, um, the last month know, or so. 
and it listen again it's a little bit it's it's a little bit off base um but one thing i noticed with victor hovland lately is he used to be, you know really happy go lucky smile on his face chuckling away kind of you know enjoying himself it seems like the strain of expectation and the weight of expectation is actually getting to him a bit because i see him i never saw him uh, like upset on the golf course or you know terrell hattony He's nowhere near Terrell, obviously, but I've seen him a little bit sort of agitated and and giving out and and kind of just not having a good time. And I think I, like yeah. I think one goes with the other. Obviously, if he's yeah. not hitting great shots, he's not going to be like ah ha ha. I just knife the chip into the water. Ha, ha, isn't life wonderful? Exactly. Yeah, but again, but, if he if he shows up uh, in a couple of weeks at, at Brookline and and contends, I don't think there's any any surprises there. Golf is just such a it's such a weird game that guys can look like they've lost their form completely, show up on a, any given week and, and shoot the lights out. So, um, yeah, wouldn't concerns about him, definitely, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't cross his name off the list in terms of no. US Open card just yet. And the benefit of it is, like like a, like a horse who's raced on, a, on, on bad ground a few times, you're going to get a good price now. You're going to get a bigger price on him and probably Morikawa because of a couple of weeks of not being great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Memorial, like, was there any other takes on your side of Memorial that kind of uh, were intriguing or interesting course setup? Or I think it's all Cantley, so kind of came back to form as well. Yeah, no, it, like, I don't think there was anything too surprising about it. Um, to, to be honest, not nothing really stands out as a take. Uh, Ram finished well enough. Cantley finished well enough, as you'd expect. Um, R- Rory obviously started off relatively well, was, was up there, and, and he faded away. Um, so yeah, no, not like nothing really, nothing stand out, I don't think. Um, but obviously, not, nice one for Billy Ho, yeah. It's kind of, I think, obviously, again, as we mentioned, like the, the live golf press conference is going on at the minute, and we already know now that Phil is in. Uh, we, we know like just everything is being turned, turned upside down. We know that Louis is has resigned, Brandon Grace has resigned, PJ Tour. Who else has Kevin Na, Kevin Na, Charles Schwartzel, DJ. So you know, it, it kind of is feels a bit churlish to be talking about the memorial because and no disrespect to it, it's a brilliant tournament, it's one of the biggest, but it's kind of been knocked on its arse this year. And 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 the hope is that the Canadian won't be knocked on its arse because it is a great field. Um yeah, I think yeah. over here anyway, it definitely won't be. I think all no, all no. um all eyes in Ontario will be on and, and Canada will be on the Canadian yeah, Open. So I, I don't think there'll be much uh much attention drawn away to it. I hope so. I hope not anyway. No, I hope not either. And so before we get into it, the one other item of business to discuss, again, is breaking news. So this literally, in our worlds, at least, you're probably listening to it retrospectively, but this dropped about 10 minutes ago, just as we went on air. Um, Tiger has announced via Twitter that he is not going to compete at Brookline in the US Open. He said that he's already informed um, he's already informed the USGA that was his intention was not to play. Um, so the tweet is, I previously informed the USGA that I will not be competing in the US Open as my body needs time to get stronger for major championship golf. I do open plans to be ready to play in Ireland at the JP Pro-Am and the Open next point uh, next month. I'm excited to get back out there soon. Uh, initial reaction, excellent decision, Tiger. Very yeah, good no, decision. There's no point. And the US Open is, is as brutal a, a test as it gets as well. So I think... Saving yourself for, uh, you know, the the was it the one fifty of the Open at, at St Andrews, the home of golf. I think uh, smart call, and and I think there'll be a lot of eyes on him, a lot of lot of money being placed on Tiger as well. 
um, during that Open Championship. So, yeah, smart decision, I think. No point forcing it around. around I, I, do you know what? I think even if he had gotten on at Southern Hills a little better than what he did, like, obviously, you saw that his leg was screaming by the end of it. And, and you know, he, he obviously withdrew in the end as a result of it. I just think this is a swerve, like... If you look at his US Open record, I think in the last, I don't think he's posted a top 10 in the last 10 years of the US Open because the US Open is just now, you know, bombers would have to be accurate, loads of long second shots, really fast screens, just a super tough test. And we're not, we're not miniaturizing Tiger's ability now, but, but the last while, like his body isn't able for a test like that. Like, nah, it's not really, over four days. No, like the US Open exists to be the most, um, challenging and difficult and strenuous kind of tournament there is. That's that's why it exists. It's you see guys just toil, and yeah. none of us want to see Tiger shooting. You know what he what he did ultimately in, in the PGA in the third round. No one wants yeah. to see. It, so. We've seen enough of him over the years in pain at a US Open. I think so. We, we don't need to see any more for the the foreseeable yeah, future. At, at least that was in triumph. But uh, yeah, yeah. So great call. So we won't see Tiger until the pro am. I'm hopefully going to get down. I'm definitely planning on going down to it. Um, need to get access sorted, but we should be fine seeing as we're world famous podcasters. Ah, oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think I'll be able to get down. So, um, hopefully, I'll be like a Ken on the course down at the pro am, and uh, we try, we try and get a word with a few of the guys down there if we can. But you will see. Yeah. And we did have a a US Open happen last week as well in the the women's side of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one of the most impressive ball strikers you'll see in the game is is Minji Lee, who is Min Woo Lee's sister. She won her second uh, major title. She won by oh, was it four in the end? But she had a lock on her for most of the of the uh, of the week. She had a lock. Yeah, so she reached thirteen under. Um, she was four clear. Uh, Lydia Ko was chasing her down. Alan Orquist was knocking around. Um, yeah. Uh, Happily uh, to see Leon Maguire posted a top ten as well. So she uh, she posted two under alongside Nelly Corda. Brilliant to see Nelly Corda back as well. So obviously, um, if you've been following Nelly, Nelly Nelly found that she had a blood clot in her left arm um, that she didn't immediately d- disclose, but that she had to take some time out of the game because that can be extremely dangerous. But brilliant to see she got a fifth bill of health like Nelly. My God, Nelly Corda is some golfer and she, everything about her, her demeanor, how impressive she is on and off the course, how likable she is, how amazing her golf game is. She's very important to women's golf. So it's class to see her back. And, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, was it 1.8 million, 1.3 million? That's yeah, it was 1.8. So it was 1.8 ever. Biggest purse ever. Um, yeah. Which which is again great to see. Like um, again, I've got there are certain elements of of the growth of the women's game that are conflicting in terms of there is a certain regime that have been quite heavily involved in putting up a lot of money, despite only recently letting this these uh, women drive in their country. Anyway, I don't even want to get into that. We're going to do all that later in the week. Yeah, sure, will. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I because I was at Primavera. Would have loved to have seen it. It was at Pine Needles Lodge uh, Golf Course, which is supposed to be a really cool, quirky, difficult track. So, um, yeah, well done to to, uh, to me and G Lee. That was that was looked anyway sensational, and she won it by a canter, from what I read. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about we chat a little bit about the our, our newly myself and Bruce newly adopted National Open? I think if you get John Ram 
in the final group on Sunday. I think he stands on next and he's going to get it done. Because the winner this week is going to be my, my one and done pick. I put, put it on Twitter. Put, put my put my cards down on, on the line. I'm going for Rory McIlroy. I'm actually, I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho uh, oh. train. He's 28, so I think you can get him. Straight off the bat, not even going to waste time. Paul Casey and Sam Burns, previous winners, both over 22 to 1. I think that's an absolute value bet there. My third pick um, is Hideki Matsuyama. I got him at 18s this morning. Let's get into it. Let's do some picks and some previews, which is kind of a little bit more tricky this week. So, Steve, do you want to give us a little lowdown on, on literally... It's a golf course that is next door to you, pretty much, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, about probably 15 minutes away, hoping to get down there for the weekend. Um, COVID pending, obviously. And um, we have a Maroon 5 concert on a Saturday night as well after the golf is, is finished um, at the St. George's Country Club. So, and so I would, I would, my symptoms of COVID would rapidly, rapidly return at about half seven <laughs> uh, just before that gig was about to kick off. Ah, well, listen, each of their own, Donny, right? Anyway, um, so Canadian Open takes place at St. George's Country Club uh, in Etobicoke, Ontario, which is uh, the west side of, of Toronto. Um, the track has not been seen since 2010 was the last time that it hosted the Canadian Open where Carl Peterson won at 14 under par from a guy, on, called, yeah, a guy called Dean Wilson, who I'm not uh, not familiar with. Um, so describing um, St. George's tough track, very tree-lined, uh, tiny greens. They're actually the, the third smallest greens on tour. Um, thick rough, going to be experienced this week. Um, so finding fairways, well, nice plug there. Fairway finder is going to be absolutely essential. Um, and then obviously having a, a good approach game um, is going to be crucial as well. There's also a shitload of bunkers here um, at the track, the second most bunkers on tour as well. So finding somebody that has a basically a good, it sounds, you know, you could say about this every week, but a, a, a all-round solid game is what you're going to need. Yeah. Um, I would probably focus more towards the steady Eddie types. Um, yeah. As opposed to your your big hitters like your JTs, like your yeah, Finos, etc. I saw that um because uh, so it's a par seventy, and I saw that it's just a scratch over seven thousand yards. So it's exactly. very much it's very much a um a, a strategic kind of golf course as opposed to spread anywhere and then make birdie from wherever. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then to to run through the the odds um as well. So these are all via points bet. Um, so we have on Scotty the on the lads. We had Scotty Scheffler. Um, he is uh, trying to. I'm trying to transfer American odds over to to fractional odds. Scotty Sheffer just shy of nine to one. Um, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy second favorites, just under ten to one. Cam Smith 11s, Sam Burns 14s, Maddie Fitz 16s, and then Lowry 18s with local favorite Corey Connors 22s, and then you have the likes of uh, Fino Hatton Hay three three Hadwin. Uh, going further down the the list, so um, Canadian Open we haven't seen it since twenty due to COVID since twenty nineteen. Rory McIlroy is a defending champion. Uh, he won it at Hamilton Country Club. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. Hoping I'll be able to get down to it for the weekend and, and provide a, a decent bit of content as well. Uh, in terms of uh, you know ten on the course, as you say, with with some good footage um, and, and things like that as well. So yeah, what are you thinking, Donny? What what 
who you sign with, I guess. You're on mute there, boss. <laughs> yeah, I was coughing in the background. Um, what I was saying was, I uh, I generally make a lot of my picks based on data points. I'll pick out three or four things to have and then try and match a few guys that have it and then add that to course form, add that to recent form, and hey, presto, there you got your picks. So this week is tough because we've no real course, we've no data on the golf course we've not seen since 2010. Um, so you're just kind of reading some, like, anecdotally about what it sets up like it's interesting to read that you know the, the greens are small the course is short the fairways are absolutely critical to read the, uh, there's bunkers bloody everywhere so obviously lads are going to need to be decent out of sand because they're going to find us and um, lads are going to have to be exceptional on approach um but we don't we, we we're just kind of going off it so what i've done is i've just had a look at recent form and it, the field's great, like as in everywhere down, everyone from Scotty down to like Tyrrell, HV3, and then you got Adam Hadwin, and then it kind of there's like no mid tier of golfers this week. There's there's a bunch of guys who are perennial winners and top 10, 20 players, a whole bunch of, of killers, and then there's like you know, Brendan Todd is only 60 to one, Johnny Vegas is 60 to one. Uh, Saeed Tagal is 66 to 1. CT Pan 70 to 1. Um, Justin Rose. Justin Rose is there. And then, when, like, you're only to 100 to 1, and you've got Emiliano Brio, who hasn't done fuck all in what seems like four years. So I've just, I've just gone, look, who are the class acts here? Who are just going to, who are just fucking obscenely good at golf? And so I'm just going to take two of the favorites. I, this is not out of huge confidence. But I think um, I, I like Rory to defend. It's a different golf course. So the residence of him being defending champion is kind of destroyed. But, uh, you know, like Rory's posted like a second, a second at the Masters. He's been fifth. He's been eighth. Like he's playing decent. He's nearly there. He's, he's not far off. And he's going in this week. Like no one is paying any attention to Rory this week. I don't think. It's not the biggest, like, so I know the Canadian Open actually used to be considered the fifth major way back when for the players got its prominence. Um, and it is a big tournament, so I don't want to detract from it. It actually is a, a, a big deal, especially the fact that it hasn't been played in three years because of COVID and, and, and it's been missed in Canada so much. But when I said that, we made that about, about Rory is no one's going to care. You know, people are going to care, but the whole live thing, the whole circus around that is, is going to be a distraction and people are not going to be focused on him as much this week. So I'm going to take Rory... His approach play needs to be a little bit better, a little bit sharper. His putting is excellent. His short game is immaculate. His driving, we all know about. It's Rory fucking McElroy. So we're taking Rory. Um, yeah, whatever it was. Is it nine and a half to one? Yeah, so we'll take that. And then the other guy I'm taking is, so he's won twice this year. He's been phenomenal. Uh, he's going to win again before the year is out. Cameron Smith. He's got his driver working better. His, his approach play this season has just been different class, as as uh, his putter more often than not. Uh, entirely deserves a price of 11 to 1. So I'm just going to go straight win on the two boys. And then obviously there's a hugely strong Canadian contingent. So I would not put anyone off Corey Connors. I would not put anyone off Adam Svensson. I would not put off, well, I might put a couple of people off Mackenzie Hughes, maybe. He's just not in great form. But the guy I'm going to pick for uh, Plumfer in terms of Canadian contingent is going to be Adam Hadwin. He contended. I know, different golf course, but it's, he's got the national pressure. He wants to win his national open. He posted three top tens in a row um, through 
was it the, the Texas swing? He had three top tens in a row. And then last week at Memorial, he tied 17th. So, you know, the form is there. You can get him on points bet 40 to one. Um, so that is, he is the second, yeah, he's the second most favorite Canadian. You get Corey Connors in at 20s. Again, like I'm, I'm never telling anyone not to back Corey Connors, but I think 20s is a bit skinny. Uh, so I'd, I'd much rather double double the price than Adam Hadwin. So they're going to yeah. be my three. Rory, Cameron Smith, Adam Hadwin, and uh, I'd be very surprised if we don't have a dog in the fight come Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I've, I've gone for well, two. Oh, you don't. <laughs> I do, yeah. You don't agree with me. He's sick. Oh, well, it, he uh, knows he's sick. Maybe it's the, the COVID. I don't have the energy to argue with you, but uh, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't mind those picks at all. Um, so yeah, t- two for me this week and, and feeling pretty confident that one of these two guys is going to get the job done. So biggest fancy is Shane Lowry. He's 18 to one on points bet. Shane Lowry is so close to a win. He's come close multiple times. This sort of track, which puts an emphasis on. Um, so first of all, if we look at his approach play, um, he's been number one on approach over the last um, the last number of months on the PGA Tour. His short game in terms of sand saves, etc., it's right up there as well. Um, and he hits sixty four percent of his fairways as well. So Lowry's going to have a lot of lot of chances if he does get himself in trouble. He has a short game to uh, to get himself out of it. He loves these tricky tests, scrappy kind of tracks, um, the Honda Classic, the Masters, the Players Championship. And just many others as well. He's performed well in. He was second uh, to Rory McIlroy down in Hamilton in, in 2019. And I think there's going to be a huge Irish report. Oh, um, it was, it was so first. fun. I was there. I was there for that myself and our good friend, Mr. Simon Hambridge. Incidentally, congratulations to him getting engaged. Legend. Um, we went down on the Sunday and Rory set the place on fire with 61 and won by seven. And he was insane. And it was, there was Rory... Lowry were the top two from us around. Webb Simpson was knocking around, a couple of other yeah. guys. And then Graham McDowell, um, when I was fond of him, he sunk like a 25, well, it was about 25 minutes ago, uh, sunk like a 25-footer on 18 that qualified him to get into the open at Portrush at basically his home course. Yeah, um, It was an epic day to be Irish. And it was Scorchio as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're going to have more of the same this week. I think there's going to be a huge... Um, obviously, if he's in contention with one of the Canadians, there's only one winner there. But uh, yeah, I think I think if, if there's no locals involved, I think Shane Lowry will get a, a huge, huge amount of the local support as well. Mm. Um, and then second is is a local boy. So I'm going to take Corey Connors. Um, so Corey Connors, he's playing well. He just he just can't, for whatever reason, seem to, to close out a win. Um, so he's been six at the Masters, 12th at the Heritage, 21st at the Wells Fargo, missed the call at the PGA. And had a nice solid thirteenth uh, at uh, at Memorial last week. Corey Connors' tee tee to green, tee to green game is is just exceptional. Um, he's accurate off the tee. He's accurate on approach. Short game is decent. Um, his record in the Canadian Open is, is pretty shocking to be honest. But I don't think he's been as good of a player um, over the last few years as he has been now. I think it's only a matter of time before he puts everything together. There hasn't been a, a Canadian winner of the, the Canadian Open since 1954. Whoa. Um, a guy called Pat Fletcher um, won it back in 1954. There was a second place. Yeah, it's crazy. They had, there's a, a second place finish with Mike Weir back in the, the early 2000s. But um, for a country with, with 
as good golfers as, as Canada does have. I think that's been been far too long a drought of a, a local winner. So I think Corey Connors, he'll be licking his chops at the the home crowd. The course should suit him. All all the attributes of his game, um, will you know should take him to the towards the top of the leaderboard this week. Um, so I'm taking Corey Connors. He's twenty two to one on points bet. Um, and yeah, so those are my two: Shane Lowry, Corey Connors. I think back both of them, and you'll have a you'll have either a winner or a, a nice sweat on on Sunday, which is what we all want. And uh, Brew, do you, do you know Brew's picks off the top of your head? Oh, can... you did post them. Yeah, hang on. And Cam- so Cameron Smith is one of them. Um, and to be fair, like if you're actually going to listen to anybody on this podcast in terms of picks, will you listen to Brew? Because Brew has, I think Brew has like eight winners this season, and, and I think I might might have maybe four and three or four and four or three and three Bruce kicking our ass basically um so Bruce three this week uh and we're sorry that he's not Sam Smith Sam, Sam Burns Sam Burns and Sebastian Munoz uh, who you can get at 40s the other two so he, he got Cam a little bit earlier at 14 Sam Burns 14s um geez I think he might have backed Sam Burns every time he's won uh he looks awesome. understandably um yeah so they're the picks Here's one, actually. I'm just noticing, right? A guy who I love, who I think is the dog's bollocks and is going to be a big, big star for Canadian golf. Where the fuck is Taylor Pendrith? Yeah, injured. Struggling with no. injury. He was in the field, in no the field way. and had to withdraw um, late. Yeah, yeah. That's I think he's struggling for a while with, with. I don't know what the injury is, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not form or anything. It's just pure injury that, that's holding him back for now. Oh, that's that sucks because big fan of him. Um, hopefully, hopefully, recover soon. He would have been a guy I definitely would have had a look at. Um, Absolutely. The other guy I'd look at as a Canadian would be Nick Taylor potentially. Um, or no, actually, sorry, Nick Taylor. Yeah, fair enough. Adam Svensson, I think you can get at about hundred to one somewhere in that yep. region. Uh, he's having a really solid season. He's a really good ball striker. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I really hope you can get down to it, Steve. I'd imagine you will. Like, I mean, you, you don't sound as bad now as you did earlier in the week. Thank you. It just take you still look awful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, that's that's not to do with COVID, is it? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the lighting, yeah. the camera quality, everything's just yeah, over there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, takes on the Scandinavian mixed? Yeah, have zero. Uh, one or two. So yeah, a Scandinavian mixed, which is a cool event on paper, um, in terms of the format. So this is the second year they've run it up in uh, the Hamstad Golf Club. Um, up in Sweden uh, the prize money is like kind of pathetic considering like I think is it eight and a half in Canadian uh, eight and a half million Canadian open this week and it's only yeah. two million over here so um, yeah you've got 78 men 78 women top 65 and ties qualify for round three um, so the length is about 7,000 yards just under for the men and just under 6,000 for the women uh, par 72 so last year um, only two of the top 17 were women um, and all the top five, uh, yeah, two of the last 17 were women um, and the expectation this year is that it's going to be dominated by the guys in terms of the field, the field is, can I just say this fucking shite the highest ranked player is Alex Noren, fair play to him, at number 60 the next highest ranked male player is Johannes Veerman at 143 and Alex Bjork at 152 the, the fourth highest golfer, uh, ranked male golfer, is Tristan Lawrence, who I have never even fucking heard of, which is probably my fault. 
yeah, that is um, her fault, Danny. But yeah, like yeah. But then Eduardo Molinari Stenson's in there blasting the pass. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, there's a few guys who who have, have done great things in the game in there. But then the highest female players in the world be like, oh well, hopefully they get some, you know, and Norquist or these guys, you know, um, some great uh, you know, female Scandinavian golfers. Nah, Maya Stark. 74th in the world is is the highest ranked and then Leanne Pace is 150th so it really is um, yeah it's not a great quality field and no. just for that reason like I'm just not I'm not making a pick um, and yeah, no. if, if you put a gun to my head and said um pick one guy I'd like Roman Langask I think he's about 25s um yeah he, he's playing quite well and he's actually won around here before as an amateur so if you put a gun to my head, that one, but otherwise, meh, I'm not too fussed. And I'm also not even mentioning what's going on in London, as far as I'm concerned. You can if you want if you have any fancies, go for it. Uh no, I haven't haven't looked at it. I've been uh not not engaged as of yet in in the in the live golf, but sure, I'm sure we'll we'll get into it on our our live special coming coming soon so keep an eye out for that yeah like look it, it, it it'll probably be a spicy one um and we'll, we'll keep it we'll keep it civil but uh yeah it, it's a really transformed moment of golf i've seen now that um just as we've been on just as we've been live uh, apparently the press conference has been halted the second one five minutes early because uh rob harris from the associated press was asking some pointed questions about saudi sports washing um and uh, apparently Kevin Nah said into the microphone at the end of the press conference, well, this is awkward, quote unquote. You, you're fucking right, it's awkward, mate. Uh, you better believe it's awkward and it's going to keep being awkward for you. Um, but yeah, we'll do that later in the week. Um, Steve, I hope you're, you're well enough to get down to the Canadian and enjoy it all. I'm very jealous that I'm not going to be there. Hopefully the, t- the tables will turn in a couple of weeks when I'm watching Tiger and, and, and Rory and all the boys down in a, in, in a dare manner. Um, but I guess we leave it there for the minute. Yep. Um, thanks to everybody for, for, for listening, as always. Uh, so again, quick shout out for the socials. We're going to be covering a lot of the Saudi stuff on there. So uh, we're Finders Fairway on Twitter. We're Fairway Finders Pod on Instagram. If you would like to give us a rating and let us know how we're doing, we'd also love that. That would mean a huge amount to us. Um, and best of luck if you're having bets any this week, this weekend. And and actually, if, we'd love in advance if you have any questions about live golf. So we've done a lot of research into it, and and the 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 source of the funding. And you know, we we talked about this for a year. So I'm not saying we're experts because it's a developing story. But if you do have any questions, if there's anything you'd like answered, or and even if we don't, we'll find the answer ahead of our pod later in the week. Um, so yeah, just just tweet at us um, and let us know what you think. And if you think that this is just the way of the world, and so what, let them play golf. Or if you think that this is sports bushing one hundred and one, and these players are pricks, let us know. There you go, and we'll get into it more. We'll get into it more during the week. Oh, you, see, you can see I'm raring to go. Like I started raring the engine there, right? Good luck. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon, guys. Thanks, Steve. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close.
Shane Lowry is the Open champion.